This month, Streaming Things is brought to you by our super Patreon supporters, Chester Copperpot, Jade, Jillian Morgan, Aaron Layton, Andrew Gray, Casey McCain, Crystal Trujillo, Jen Robinson, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki Newton, and Will Nash. Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things and or a podcast. I see what you did there. No one on the internet made that joke yet. I'm the first. A you, podcast story. You heard it here third. <laughs> a podcast story. Nice. Uh, we've watched the first three episodes like the rest of the world of and or. And we just want to do a quick a quick chat to gauge interest. We got a few DMs on the Twitter. We got a few emails, uh, messages on the Discord, patron messages, blah, 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 saying, hey, are you guys going to cover Andor? I'm interested, right? Mm-hmm. But other than that, we don't know the overall interest. So right. this could be a 5,000 downloads. This could be a 20,000 downloads. We'd be inclined to do more if it's more toward the latter. Right. So this is kind of, we're going to do the first three episodes that released on Disney plus mm-hmm. this week. We're going to record them now. And uh, if, if this episode does well, then we'll continue doing it um, going forward and doing our more, more what you're used to with our deep dives. Yeah. This, deep, deep. This episode might not be as deep no. uh, as you're used to. We, we might not be the dwarves and Moria diving too deeply, mm. but we're definitely going to have some fun talking about it. This will be, this will be like force awakens deep. It's not going to be last Jedi deep. Yeah, we're just going to talk about uh, Star Wars A New Hope the whole time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so stalling so he can, yeah! yeah. <laughs> Find the rim shot button. I so need to he, label these buttons more because I'm always like, is it blue? Is it green? It's always worth a try. I'm just so sad I'm just going to go, oh, it's not that one. No one likes that one. <laughs> that fits though in its own way. You just got to roll with it. Uh, so there will be spoilers for the first three episodes of Andor. We're just going to be talking about what happened. So Steve, if, for those that don't know, a uh, huge Star Wars fan. He reads like you read the books, right? I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. You, the ones that were moved from canon. But now they've yes. got more canon books now. Did you see that one that just came out about uh, Obi-Wan? No, I did not. Yeah, I mean, you didn't see it or you didn't read it? I didn't see it. You either. don't even know about it? No. It just came out right as the Kenobi show came out, I think. Because hmm. uh, I see people on the Tiki Talkies talking about that stuff. But I've never read any of the books. I've seen every movie. I've seen all live action television shows. But I am sorely... What's the word? What's the word? I'm a noob to a lot of the deep lore. You're I didn't, filthy casual. I didn't even know what Wikipedia was. And Steve was aghast. He yeah, was, he, he, guys, just like five minutes ago, he opened up his laptop and he's like, <laughs> Wikipedia. He, he looked at me as if he fucking discovered gold. And I'm like, yeah, my guy, that's been around as long as the internet has been. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia. My bad. I just found Wikipedia last week. <laughs> Have you checked into that at all? Have you donated to Wikipedia yet? It's nice. They quit asking for that. They have ads now. Oh, do they? I think so. Uh, Good for them. They needed it. So let's do some overall thoughts, uh, expectations. I already told them I spoiled everything about you being a huge diehard Star Wars fan. Huge. Uh, But, you know, what were your expectations going in and, and how did you react to Andor? So when they first initially announced that they were making a TV show based on Cassian Andor from Rogue One, Mm -hmm. I kind of initially... I mean, I, honestly, I kind of scoffed at it because I think I, made, <laughs> I think I joked about it on the podcast at one point. I'm like, you guys ready for the show about Andor, like that character that everyone knows, beloved character, the yeah. beloved, not even maybe in the top five characters from Rogue One, you know? Right. Um, yeah, there's Jenna or so. 
BB-8, not BB-8, K2, but uh, K2SO. Yeah, K2SO, yeah. Uh, Krennic is probably, people like Krennic. Who's the force user, not force user? Oh, I don't remember his name, but it, like the, I am one with the force, the force with me. Yeah, that so would be in the, top five. And the then Guardian of the Wills. And then Saul Guerrero. Yeah, so like, yeah, he's not top five. <laughs> <laughs> protect the dream. <laughs> I love Saul Guerrero. <laughs> 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 it. Like, we used to quote him all the time when Rogue One came out because it was just for, it's just Forrest Whitaker just doing the most something. But I love it. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. Lo- anyway, go he on. He just stumbles around like, hello, <laughs> I'm insane. Um, you channeled some Keller Brimbor there. Hello. Uh, but I was kind of like, I, you know, it was like, I'll watch it. You've got me. You slap Star Wars on something. Yeah. I'll watch it once. You watched I'm Visions. A huge fan. I did watch Visions. I watched The Bad Batch. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a bigger joke. Visions was actually awesome. The appropriately named Bad Batch. Y- yes. Um, I watched two episodes of Bad Batch. <laughs> I, I tapped out. Uh, but... But as we started getting closer and closer and closer to the release date and they were releasing like trailers for it, the first trailer that came out for it, I was immediately like, wait a minute. Ooh. Yeah, that was like the steel, not steel drum, but the guy drumming on steel. That was him, right? Hammer guy. I love hammer guy. And uh, it just visually was striking to me because it was like, oh, are they finally leaving the goddamn volume for some of this show? This is great. Yeah. They're actually shooting on locations and, and it's not sand. It's not sand. It's not on Tatooine. There's no Jedi. It's what I've always wanted Star Wars to kind of shift into for the last I don't ever there was a there was a Star Wars TV show that was rumored in the mid 2000s that was about rebellion rebels. It never got picked up. It was always kind of percolating in the background of like all Star Wars topics like, oh, they're going to make that TV show about rebels and there's going to be no Jedi. And I was like, yes, I want to see that so bad. And we never really got it until Rogue One came around. And Rogue One is legit. Maybe one of the best Star Wars things ever. Hot take. It's probably my favorite Star Wars. And you would not be wrong to think so. That movie's amazing. And so when I saw what it looked like and kind of saw more what they were going to do with the show and the closer and closer we got to its actual release, I was just finding myself more and more just absolutely pumped. Um, but Chris, what about you? How were you kind of feeling going into this? I'm in the same boat. Like I said, I think Rogue One is potentially my favorite Star Wars film up there with Empire and and The Last Jedi. Uh, so when I found out Tony Gilroy was the creator of this show, he, he co-wrote Rogue One. Uh, he also wrote and directed a movie called Michael Clayton um, that for filmmakers is like up there with like, OK, this is how it's done. Uh, he also wrote some some bangers <laughs> like Armageddon, uh, the Michael Bay film. Hell yeah. I don't want to close my eyes. Exactly. So he's he's very accomplished. I loved what he did with Rogue One or what he helped do. Um, and this seemed to be like that gritty, grounded, character based, actual hard sci fi version of Star Wars that that I would, always wanted to see. And uh, and then the early reviews came out because a lot of the big critics got this like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And they were like, dude, the first three episodes are fucking amazing. And then I got ultra hyped. So really, my hype was kind of a baseline. I'll watch it. And then skyrocketed a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yeah, I was ecstatic when I watched these first three episodes. Um, It's like a neo-noir just Amazing a lot. So I've seen some detractors, right? And I, I saw a joke on Twitter that I loved, and it said, "Andor is so good that Star Wars fans will absolutely hate it." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, I understood that reference." Um, 
But some of the detractors are like, you guys are acting like this is so fresh and new and such a departure from the same old shit that they always do. And it's not, it's still empire. It's still rebels. And I'm like, it, it's, not. it's, it's not, it's leading that way, obviously, because it's a prequel to rogue one. But at this point, that is just a distant backdrop to like a underdog criminal trying to hide from. And like the bad guy in this in this show is a cop, essentially. And like, yeah, I fucking love this is like gangster neo-noir hard sci fi. This is great. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. Like the, the opening moments of the show remind me of like Blade Runner more than yeah. Star Wars. Yes. And I love that about it. Cause Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies as well. And I'm such a huge sci fi geek. So you get this hard sci fi bent into star Wars. And I always felt that like my favorite type of sci-fi is when you have these futuristic technologies and worlds, but they're gritty and grimy and there's something incredibly blue collar about them. Like these are, this isn't the pristine, Oh, what could the future be? It's like, no, this is what the future probably would fucking be. Nasty, nasty, gross. There's people being taken advantage of by corporate systems and dystopian empire shit. And the original trilogy had elements of that too. Like everything was kind of beat up and, and it was just a kind of a kid's movie version of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But the prequels were just too polished and nice. Well, it made sense for the prequels because the prequels take place at the like height of the at, Republic. At the height of the Republic, when everyone had money and life was good, there had been thousands of years of peace. So right. everything's shiny everything's and new. Prosperous, yeah. And then in the original truly takes place during, you know, this empire Fascist that's choking the life out of everybody. And the the rebellion is just kind of fashioning vehicles out of whatever the fuck they can find to fight them with. So like there was this kind of cobbled together aesthetic to it that I love. And it, it this this and or the the world that we're on, especially when we're on um, Ferrix, it reminds me of like if you took the people who worked on the Weyland Yutani vessel in the first Alien movie and just yes. put them into Star Wars because it's all that same type of equipment. They're all wearing that's the same type of clothes. They're all like, oh man, I got to punch in by grabbing my gloves off the wall. Yeah, uh, it's it's that kind of shit, and I and I love it and. I find it so insane that someone would be like, oh, this is the same exact thing as all the other Star Wars. Have you watched other yeah, Star Wars? That's just the most baseline understanding what of the show. Star Wars. What other Star Wars movie fucks? All right. Literally. This show fucks. This show has <laughs> sex. And I know it sounds weird for me to say, but I love that. I needed that from mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like make it lived and make it real. Like that's a fundamental aspect of humanity mm-hmm. that is just deleted from the human experience of this giant universe. Like nobody mm-hmm. fucks in this universe. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The only person who did fuck and off screen was Padme and look what happened to her. So we well, don't and, and princess Leia and Han, uh, Han Solo. True. But look yeah. what happened to them. Look what happened to them. This is like a, the old seventies horror movies where it's like, they're arguing for chastity. Uh, well, to be fair, one half of the people who fucked also didn't work out for them. In yeah. this show, so it's the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean, but, you, but there is this. That wasn't because of the fucking. That was because of the being a rat. Being a, being a snitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Snitches get stitches in Star Wars. Also, if you are in Star Wars, don't have a basic ass name like Tim. All right. Even if it has two M's, you're not going to get away you're with that. Can, we all know. We'll get to that. Shane. I got a lot to say about fucking Tim. Uh but, but yeah, like the, the, the tone of all other Star Wars is very much geared towards kids. And that's one of the reasons why it's great, right? Because every generation has its version of Star Wars that they grew up with. You know, sure. We had the originals and or prequels. Some people and or and or <laughs> uh, in 15 years, there's going to be a sequel trilogy apologists. Uh, and, oh, 100%. And because that's just Here's how it's going to work. piece on why Rise of the Skywalker is potentially the best. Exactly. That's going to come out. Yep. Um, on 
gal tube. <laughs> but that's the beauty of Star Wars, right? Is it, 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 it cultivates this childlike wonder into sci-fi. It's a good, um, uh, gateway into the world of sci-fi and fantasy. It's a, it's the marijuana of sci-fi. Yeah, you get a little hit and you come back for more, <laughs> but because now star Wars is so much larger than movies, right? You can do so much more with the property that it's, it's a huge sandbox to play in. So why not have a couple a Tatooine of Tatooine box? Well, let's not do Tatooine, <laughs> but why not have a couple of shows that are a little more girtier, a little more darker, a little more realer. Like, like you said, this, this show is about a fucking, <laughs> common criminal essentially a poor person and their fight against uh their corporate masters discord and is blowing up and ruining the actual show <laughs> with the vibrations good vibrations no i'm with you i, I wish they they're coming out with a lot of star wars content and it's like it's always the same shit mm -hmm. now it's I'm always not, Clone Wars looking stuff which i love clone wars but it's there's like three shows now that have that aesthetic i'm a hypocrite if they came out with a live action, like $20 million an episode show or a trilogy of movies about like the old Republic and it was just hammer time on lightsabers. Oh yeah. Would I eat that up? hundred percent. A thousand percent. I don't know how many percent you can add to it. I would be there mm -hmm. opening night. I would try to be at an early screening. I, I would, would love it. I'm num 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 on my popcorn. Would you bring a lightsaber with you? Yes. I a hundred percent would. I would buy a new one. One of those like $600 ones. That's amazing. My guy, it actually cuts people in half. Yes. <laughs> Do those exist? Uh, it's got a real kyber crystal. Uh, yeah. I got it from Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. But th this is what, you know, I want to explore like smaller, like I'm like, what the fuck is Canary? Where is this? This is great. I don't know what this is. Uh, and that's where I wanted to go. I want to explore new places in the entire universe. And I've only seen like four planets. Mm -hmm. What's this bullshit? And like one family. <laughs> yeah. Less. I mean, I love the Skywalkers, but we can, we can, we're done with them now. Like I said, it's such a huge sandbox to plan. You, you can do all sorts of types of films in the star Wars world. Similar to how Marvel has all different styles of movies in their canon. Yeah. You can do that as well. And yeah, star Wars. this is still a prequel to the prequel of the original trilogy. So that's not like the, the biggest wildest swing that they could have done. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that what I am saying is that this show opens up at a whorehouse uh, and then a point blank murder. It's a murder mm -hmm. on the part of our protagonist. Right. Right. Just to get rid of a witness. Uh, I'm in that's new. That's risky. Yeah, I think so. Um, so I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't know exactly what's going on. Have we ever had any experience with Canary before this show? Have you heard of that? No, I think Canary is something that's invented for this show. Um, I know Diego Luna had a little bit of creative input as to, um, how Canary functions. Like he, I think it was his idea to make it where you don't actually know what they're talking about. They're speaking in a very different language because Cassian Andor has an incredibly unique accent for the world of star Wars. Yeah. Like he may be the only, um, character, like Hispanic, Hispanic character that has that kind of, I accent think so in the whole star Wars. So like you have to kind of like, Oh, where is he from? That has to be a pretty unique. And they're like place. a really primitive people. These blow guns. Um, well, I think what's going on was there was some sort of mining disaster that maybe killed all of those kids' parents. So they, oh, it's like a Lost Boys? Yeah. That's why all, there's no older people. Yeah. So all the people that live there are dead. The the kids somehow survived and they're kind of doing 
a lost boy situation where they're just trying to survive on their own. A ship crashes and something happens to that ship. Cause all the people are like yellow. And when Marva saves Cassian from the ship, she says like when the public Republic gets here, they'll kill him to like, uh, assumedly cover up whatever happened there. Right. Um, so I think that's something we'll I read learn. that scene is like, they'll kill him because there's dead Republic officers laying nearby and they're going to blame him. But well, I take too. your point as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's something we're definitely going to find out more as the season progresses. Yes. This season has 12 episodes, I think. I think so. So it's like, a, it's more than the average. And that third episode was wild. That was awesome. Oh, and it so took a good. while to get there, but I even loved the meandering first two episodes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the tension of him, like trying to get off this planet. Like, again, I felt like I was watching like Chinatown, but Star Wars style. Um, and I, I just dug every second of it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, uh, the character of Bix, really, really cool. Uh, like they're, they're all this underground. They've got like seedy little sneaky jobs. They're trying to sell things, scrap things, you know, kind of minor crimes. Right. But they're mm-hmm. just surviving as best that they can in this in this empire. Uh, and then the only thing that was completely outlandish and unbelievable. And a lot of people online have touched on this is that a guy like fucking Tim could pull a lady like Bix. <laughs> I couldn't. My willing suspension of disbelief was tested. I don't know. Tim's a good looking dude. He's all right. I'll give him, I'll give him his praise. He's a good looking man, but he's just clearly not secure enough to, to deserve a woman like Bix. Right. As soon as, as soon as Andor walks and Cassian walks in, he's just immediately jealous. He's well, following him around. What are you guys talking about? Let me let talking me about me. Cause I spelled my name with two M's. Cause it's not, it's my mom named me. I, I don't have control over what my parents named yeah. me. I know it's a dumb name. Okay. <laughs> you all run around here with Cassian and Bix and Mon and Luthen. And then here's Tim. I know a lot of people online were like uh, trashing the show. Like, and the guy's name's fucking Tim. And I was like, yeah, it's almost like Ben or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this isn't new guys. Or Luke. This isn't new. <laughs> uh, I hate counterpoint though, to play devil's advocate with your situation that you brought up. I mean, say you're, you're, you go to work and, and your wife starts talking to Diego Luna. Wouldn't you be like, wait a minute, what's going on there? I would be probably hinting toward a thruple, a if that was the case, but, but I'm a different guy. <laughs> you think he's into us, babe? <laughs> Do you think if we invite him over, he'd be down? Where's he from? Canary? <laughs> think, should we go? Yeah. So that's none of your business. <laughs> What I'm going to get a bunch of Canary emails like, Hey, I'm Canary <laughs> invitation received. I'm a unicorn from Canary. <laughs> Isn't that what they call it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Never heard of that. Oh, what? I saw it on Wikipedia. Hey, this is an adult star Wars. We can talk about this. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, from jump, man, as soon as he shot that guy in the face, I was like, Oh yeah. Even the, the brief little, scuffle he has with those guys is so not star Wars. a little more brutal than we're like used to the vibe of of a character going into a brothel and star wars and like pretending like he's gonna pay for sex and then it's like oh i'm yeah. looking for my sister and then there's that long shot where you just see andor walking to the camera and you hear the guys behind him like hey buddy wait up yo and i'm and, gonna tow your car yeah that was their threat and he was like oh fuck, it's not even it's but not i even love that like everything is set up so well because that's not his car he borrowed it right so this is I can see how this is how life is. Not that I've ever been in this situation particularly, but I've um, I've been in many, many situations where I made a small decision 
uh, oftentimes to avoid some kind of consequence or repercussion. Things got completely out of hand and became giant consequences, mm-hmm. right? That's happened. And I love the writing of this is such that that's what happened, right? Like he's, he's trying to avoid going to jail or getting his friend's car that impounded that'll get his friend fired, right? Like right. he's, that's catastrophic to him at the time. And then he ends up murdering essentially two police officers, uh, because one died accident. And I love that the acting of the other guard, because at first he's filled with rage. Like you fucking killed my friend. You're going, you're going down. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes his predicament. Oh, his best bet is to kill me as well now. Yeah. And then he starts, Oh no, we can go together. I'll tell him it was an accident. Right? Like yeah. I just, it, he fell. it was sad. <laughs> tell him he fell. It's going to be fine. <laughs> uh, and, and then as it dawns on Cassian, what he has to do, um, I just, because Cassian in Rogue One is a very gray character, right? Yeah, he straight up murders a, a person because they're not being quick enough. Yeah, too so slow, which caught. I understand. Yeah. I hate slow people. And that's why I, I did see some <laughs> people arguing online like, oh, so Cassian just straight up murders people? I don't know if I can watch the show if that's what the hero is doing. I'm like, but that's his art. That's what makes it interesting. Like, Those we, are not Game of Thrones fans. No. Yeah, no <laughs> he does what to his sister? Because yeah. we know in the beginning, by, well, at least by the beginning of Rogue One, he is, like you said, a morally great character who will kill people for the rebellion and not care that's what it. rebellions do people rebel as jenna urso says in the trailer but not the movie yes <laughs> that happened there was a lot of trailer scenes that weren't in that movie yes. now a word from our sponsor BetterHelp. I'm so excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp because we here on Streaming Things have been big advocates of mental health and therapy for a long time, but we haven't known how to incorporate it into the show because it's something you have to be really responsible about. I'm actually in the mental health field and have been looking for a therapist for quite some time, but have been unable to find one. Every time I find a therapist that I connect with, they're either not accepting new patients or they're scheduling so far out and my willingness to treat my mental health is so low that I just let it go by and don't think about it again for a while because that's how my life is structured. Sometimes I try to solve my own problems with my own mind, but when your mind is the problem, that's hard to do. So I'm so excited to be working with better help. BetterHelp is awesome. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, it works perfectly. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's all online. It's very affordable. And they help pair you with a therapist that can suit your needs after filling out a brief survey. And you can switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash streaming things. Uh, but no, I, I, I love everything about it. One of the, so I was like in on it right from jump, but the, the scene that made me go from like, oh, this is good to great was the scene when, um, what's his name? Cyril Karn, the, 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 the corporate, the Merlani, the Merlani corporate uh, officer. Yeah, the guy is, with the stick up his ass. Is talking to his boss, Chief Hine, who is played by Rupert Vansatart. He was, uh, was it um, Jan Royce in Game of Thrones? Was he really? Yeah, the guy was like, it, it, but that, I love the scene where it's this officer. That's bronze Jan. Bronze Jan, yeah. Uh, I love the scene of this officer, this young, up and coming, um, ambitious officer who's like, I've spent all day, two of our own men were murdered, and I'm, and I, I stayed up all night. I stayed up all night, yeah, all night. And he's like, well, mm. sounds like they went through a really bad accident. 
And then just the way this officer is just kind of like, we don't want to have this smoke. All right. We're going, I'm doing a performance review of the empire. And my job is to make sure the empire doesn't Brevity. take interest in the Preox corporation. Cause we are the first line of defense. And he's like, one day this might be your responsibility and you'll understand that the best way to handle it is brevity. Yeah. Right. Like we don't want, we don't want smoke. And that's another thing I love about the show is this adds a little, and yes, um, Cyril Karn is like kind of, he has like a punchable face and he's kind of a punchable he looks character. like a young Kyle McLaughlin. You really, yeah. And I was yeah. totally distracted by that for so long. I was like, is this, did David Lynch direct this? What's going on? hundred <laughs> percent. But I, I love that if you take it from the perspective of this guy, he is just trying to make someone who murdered two people face justice, right? Like yes, he doesn't, he's, he's totally like, Back the blue, like from his perspective, this is an atrocity that cannot stand or it's right. going to be happening every day. Right. And on paper, he's not wrong. No, not wrong. Right? And he's lacking the context of like those dudes were fucking with him and really got themselves killed by yeah. being assholes. And, the, and these two cops that got killed, uh, these two sentries, uh, the the what's his name? The director or whatever, the big boss. He, he even points out they've been demoted. They're mm -hmm. known for seedy actions. He's one of the most miserable people I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. He's uh, what we call a fuck boy uh, on my home planet. And uh, one of them probably died because he fell. And then he, yeah. <laughs> and then he points out like they were probably trying to do shitty shit and they fucked with the wrong guy that night, which is exactly what happened. Right. Yeah. Cause he did. He said he has a really good line where it's like, it sounds like two officers who, who are at a brothel, which they're not able to afford on the, on the, on the clock drinking synthahol, which we're not a, supposed to be providing on the clock. Like Do they he, call it synthahol alcohol. I think it's synthahol. It's something, I don't know. I, it's very similar to what they call in Star Trek. And I get smoking the devil's lettuce, <laughs> that wacky tobacco, wacky tobacco. But no, I just love that scene. And it really kind of sets up just how gray the world is. And yeah. And what's another good note about that scene, the character of Cyril played by Kyle Soller. So his name is Kyle. Uh, so you can't prove to me that's not Kyle McLaughlin. You mm. just can't. You've never seen him in the same room. Oh, he changed his last name. Uh-huh. Wink. But there's Different a friend guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sauron. That's who the fuck it is. It's Sauron. There's a really great character moment where uh, the, the captain, the boss is like, did you alter your uniform? He tailored his own uniform, right? And he's like, that's fucking weird, bro. And it goes to tell, it tells you everything you need to know about his character, that he's, he loves his job too much and he's willing to go to extra lengths. Mm -hmm. He's a nerd for being a cop. That's a hundred. Yes. And that's a nerd just a, for being a cop is a hundred percent what this dude is. Like he's on Copopedia every night, just <laughs> researching cop lore. The Wikipedia of cop lore. Beverly Hills cop. I've never heard of this. This is fascinating. Eddie Murphy. Uh, so at least for weapon four, there's a fourth one. All these movies have in common is that the, the, the main cop goes rogue. <laughs> that's what I should that's do. What I, that's what I should do. Maybe I should find a cool sidekick with a fun voice to. And then I go into the out. captain and he has my ass for breaking the city and, and getting and, and pissing off the mayor. <laughs> I would love to see chief Hine get upset. Like the mayor's going to have my ass for this. The mayor's been up my ass. Yeah. That's the I'm going to have to ask for your gun and badge. That's a hundred percent. What's going to happen in episode four. Cause he just destroyed half the city, got a bunch of the other officers killed and the, mm -hmm. and the bad guys got away. Yeah. Right? So the mayor's going to be up their ass for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but yeah. Well, uh, and kind of speaking in the same vein of, of this little group of um, corporate sector 
guard slash cronies. Um, I love the guy. I think it's Alex Ferns is the actor. He plays Sergeant Linus Caustic. He's the guy who's like, there's fermenting out there, sir. Oh, the guy that's even like a little dumber, but more hardcore. He's, he's, well, like, he's got experience. Yeah, he's like a, a human cannonball with sideburns. Yes. <laughs> there's fermenting. Yeah. I just love. That's a great line. I love the energy that guy brings. Like yeah. anytime he's on screen, I am glued to him. Uh, the first time they interact, I loved it so much because he comes out and he, I forget the context of it, but it's something like, you know, two dead officers. And then he's like, absolutely disgusting. Cannot stand. Must be handled at once. And then yes, Kyle's yes. like, that's what I've been saying, dude. You know, like he just breaks character immediately. Like, right. Uh, and he's like, so relieved. And he's like looking around to make sure no one like saw him, like get all excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Cause up until that point, everyone else was like, who the fuck cares, dude. And I love the scene too, where uh Cyril gives his little speech, like, uh, uh, what's his character? Sergeant Costic gives this kind of fire ass speech, like really professional, like we will brook no prisoners, whatever. And then he's like, would you like to say something, sir? And he comes up and he's a complete dud and everybody's looking around like this is the worst speech ever. And, <laughs> and then he does like a very, he's trying to have his back like, yeah, well said, sir. Nailed it. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I love his character. Good, good call. Good call. I hope this isn't the last we see of him. I, ho- I hope we see him more because I really enjoyed his, his, his place in this in this uh, video. I loved it. What's the new robot that we get? Is it, is it B2 emo? B2 emo. Yeah. They call him B super emo. I I love B2 emo. What is anybody done an edit where he has like the emo haircut and rolls out yet? No, but I did see tonight will be the night that I will die for you (laughs) over again. It's just a little droid. I did see someone like called out his name and it smash cuts to the emo kids from South park. Like they said, emo. <laughs> okay. It's been done. Then. A form of it has been done. So what do you think? Where's this rank with you with BB eight, uh, R2D2, K2SO. Oh, I'm glad you asked Chris. Cause I do have thoughts. Uh, as we all know, BB eight is of, is America's sweetheart. Uh-huh. We can all agree on that. Yeah. Uh, she must be protected. It's a roly poly one. Yeah. I love, I love BBH. So she's my number one. Uh, but really BBA is my number one and it's not even close. I love, <laughs> I love R2D2. Don't get me wrong. I love an R2D2. I would, I, BB-8, the moment BBA did that with a lighter, forget about it. I'm partial to Alan Tudyk with, as K2SO myself. I like K2SO as well. Would you like me to tell you the odds that she'll use that on you? And then just quiet. <laughs> it's high. It's very high. You are being rescued. (laughs) (laughs) So good. I'll fight for you, Jen. Cassian said I had to. (laughs) See, it's so so good. good. I mean, it is a hard call. But it's the first droid with a stutter that we've ever seen, right? It's. I love that it's an old rickety ass droid that doesn't even have the the power, the processing power to tell two lies at once. I love it. He's like, can you lie for me? He's like, uh, I think I have enough powder. Yeah. And he's then like, he's sorry. Like, I know it's gonna take a lot of energy. And then he explains the lie and he just, there's this that's pause. That's two goes, lies. That's two lies. <laughs> I'm going to have to go charge. And he's like, take the, take the safe, take your time going home. Okay. <laughs> so he's number two for you. I don't know if he's number two, but he's definitely in top five for sure. There's only five. Well, if you, I guess you could count C3PO. Dude, my dude, there's like so many droids. Are you kidding main me? Main character droids. What other main character droids? Uh, HK 47. Who the fuck is that? That's a gun. You would love HK 47. <laughs> That's a gun. HK 47. Well, basically cause he's an assassin droid. He's actually from the Knights of the Republic games, but he's uh-huh. like a major character, but he's an assassin droid. And it, and it's always one of those droids that like declares the like statement 
I think we should kill him. And like he always calls living beings meat bags. And it's really <laughs> funny because he's lined with the main character who's a Jedi. So the Jedi's always like doing all this good stuff. And they have this evil asteroid that will fucking murk people. Yeah, he just keeps having to calm him down. Query, why aren't we murdering all the meat bags with point blank range? <laughs> just like shit like that. Yeah, well, I would like that droid. Sounds like a fun. What about, what about you? What droid? did you think of BMO? Uh, I, I'm a big fan. I, I think it's, I'm middle of the road on it. You know, mm-hmm. I actually don't have the affinity for, ooh, I don't want to say this out loud. I don't like love R2D2. I'm just like, Hey, little fucking R2D2. <laughs> you pause like, Oh my God, is he going to do like some sort of like <laughs> I mean, racial I, slur? No, or like- I don't, I don't love R2D2 and I don't, it's like C3PO is fine to annoying to me most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're fine. Uh, but again, I'm not like the most biggest diehard star Wars fan, which is why I like most star Wars stuff. Um, but so I'm a BB eight lover for sure. But again, K2SO, you can't please me more than, than puns and quips and sarcasm. Like mm-hmm. that is, that is my bag, baby. baby. So I, I, I'm middle of the road on emo so far, but I love him. I, I hope he's, he, he's I pretty hope useless, but in a lovable way. He, he reminds me of Wally. Like he just has yeah. that little like body shape and the way he, he kind of like compacts in. Yeah, he kind of slinks down because he's always failing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole storyline, it's it's very sad about how he gets roped up into this kind of life. And uh, in the third episode, we meet Stellan Skarsgård's character, which is great. Luthan Rail. Is that how you pronounce it? I think or is so. it Rail? I think it's real. But he's basically like the, he's the, the gun runner, the illegal goods buyer, mm-hmm. right? Um, we don't know too much about his character, or at least I don't. I mean, obviously he's the one who, set Cassian on the path to being a huge player in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Do you, is this a Canon character that you knew of before? No, this is also a created for the show character as far as I'm aware. Um, but judging from the trailers, uh, I have a feeling that he's this, he's going to be a really cool character where he, yeah, he's this gun runner type person. He's kind of helping form this rebellion because he clearly hates the empire more than anybody. Yeah. He seems to be a way ahead of like, no, these, these bastards suck and we all got to come together and fight them. Whereas a lot of people are just kind of like, well, what can we do? Um, but in the trailers, it, it makes it look like maybe he's like either a senator or some sort of like Coruscanti. Like his actual, um, like this is an alias, but he's got some standing in the empire. Yeah. So he's like playing. He has like two identities. Basically, he's like a Batman. He has a Bruce Wayne identity and a Batman. Mm. And we were watching. I like his, Batman. We're watching his Batman identity right now where he's like, come with me, Cassian Ander. Yeah, he's like vengeance. And we're like, what? Super random. Small thing. Stone Skarsgård may be one of my. I had this realization, like I fucking love Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. Anything he's in, I'm, I love him. Um, it's such a small thing. I love that he slightly mispronounces Cassian's name. It's such a Star Wars thing. Cause you know how like in Empire Strikes Back, uh, Billy D. Williams as Lando never pronounces Han Solo's name correctly. He always goes Han instead of Han. It's, no, like a, very, it's a very subtle thing. Billy D. Williams never calls him Han. It's always Han. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when Solo came out, Donald Glover had to start calling him Han. And they made a joke out of it. So I love how in this, Stellan Skarsgård isn't saying Cassian Andor, it's Cassian Ander. Yeah, Cassian Ander. It's just slightly off, but I love but that. It's, English is a second language to Stellan, though, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. we can chalk that up to that. Yeah, I, I, I like to think Cassian that they're, they're trying to make it kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a thing. Cassian Ander. So he basically changes his mind from wanting to buy the whatever the fuck box that he's got. It's like a, Rubik, uh, it's a it's Star an, Wars Rubik's Cube. It's an untraceable NS9 Starpath unit. Yeah, but it's a Rubik's Cube is what it really is. That's, that's its function. <laughs> yeah. It's like, holy shit, did you solve this? <laughs> and that's why he wants to recruit him. I, I love the visual of that little box because you're in this like gritty. It looked like a Nintendo. Like, it looked like they literally just pulled it out of a chunk of an Imperial Star Destroyer's wall because it just has that like those 
brick of like big red button, but on like black mat. Yeah, but it's uh, still sealed. Casing. It's still sealed. It's never been it's, used. It's in the box. It's never been used. Uh, Luthen's going to do like an unboxing video on YouTube later. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm here to do an unboxing. I got an untraceable S9 Starpath unit. Who here wants to see an untraceable S9 Starpath unit? I got one from Cassiander. <laughs> I was going to do that joke. <laughs> you beat me to it. Uh, but I'm, I'm super hyped for the rest of the show. Um, I think it's going to go places we haven't been before quite literally. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll find out more about Canary. Um, again, they're kind of a Lord of the Flies situation, which is why there's no adults there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have no predictions or really, and I don't have anything to go by. I do predict that Andor lives a long and happy life. <laughs> I think that that's something I can say confidently. Yeah. I can't wait to see him pop up in like empire strikes back. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? I love this dude. Every, pretty much everyone involved in the show is going to have a happy life. And I sure. hope we get a prequel to this prequel to the prequel. Eventually, like I want to see Marva's a young Stellan Skarsgård played by one of the other Skarsgårds. I don't care Alexander. which one, <laughs> Alexander or uh, the guy who did, uh, who played, uh, what's his name? The fucking uh, Georgie Penny, Pennywise. Yeah, <laughs> Georgie. Which one is that? Scar- something Skarsgård. S- Pete S- Stellan? Pete? No, we no, we just said about, Stellan. We're talking about Stellan. Pete. Pete. Pete Skarsgård. <laughs> it's Tim. It's Tim Skarsgård. With two M's. With two M's. Two M's. <laughs> Georgie. Uh, yeah, I, I'm super thrilled. I mean, we kind of touched on it. Bill. Bill Skarsgård. That's right. That's right. Um, we kind of touched on here. Yeah, I'll float. Uh, the, the third episode really is so good because I love just the, the undercurrent of just tension of like these guards are coming and then they start harassing Marva and the townsfolk are getting all upset. And you can see the situation turning South for the security guards very early on. Yeah. And there's like the, they have their own little language with the the percussion language that they Mm -hmm. use. Uh, And it gives all guy Richie because as soon as things ramp up, you know, Stellan scars cards, like Luthien's like I place charges outside the door. Cassie and Andrew. Rule number one. You always make your escape before you go in a place. Rule number two. I also went to that brothel just to kind of see what you were interested in. Decent. I definitely made an exit there. (laughs) I went with the thing that looked like Baymax in the bubble. That was the one I chose. And this, this lady from Canary, super sweet to me. (laughs) She was there the whole time. Oh man, you got to meet her. (laughs) Her name was Ander too. How do you think I knew all about you? (laughs) She told me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you uh one thing mm. that i didn't pick up on while watching the show but when i was doing like notes like mostly when i was looking up the actors names and what the characters names were that they played uh cassian andor's name is um from uh you know the guy that's with marva when she defined when they find cassian on the ship who's like i don't want to go in there why would we go in yes. there the republic's coming i think the two of them are in a relationship because that character's last name is Andor. And when he, when Stellan talks about like your father got taken up to the street and hanged, that's where that's how they killed your father. That's why that guy's not in the modern day scenes. Oh, cause apparently that was his quote unquote father growing up. Yeah. And that guy's been killed in between the, the before times and the now times. Yeah. I got really <laughs> sad for Marva in this third episode, you know, yeah. like watching how she rescued him as a young boy and she's lived this hard life. And now she's like worried for her adopted son mm-hmm. um, and she's going to be alone. And he like, didn't get to tell, I don't think he got to tell emo where the, where the money he hid for Marva was, 
which apparently he needs because he's, he owes everybody money. Oh, oh we forgot to he talk. Didn't, he didn't get the money to stash it anywhere. Cause he oh, was get, he going to stash money? Yeah. Cause he was going to get the money he's getting is from uh Luthen. Yeah. From the star path, but he it. never got it. They had to run. They couldn't actually get the money anywhere. Uh, I, I watched it all twice. And one on my, on my rewatch, uh, I love the scene where the guy tries to shake Cassian down for the money that he owes him. And he hires that <laughs> big, big dumb guy. thug. I forget his name, but just the way Cassian's like, Frank, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, why are you, are you that- listening to him? Are you that desperate for work? And he's like, he just told me I had to stand here. <laughs> and he's like, well, you better. And he walks away. And then he looks at the guy and he's like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Such a good comedy moment. This this show has the best dodgy British accents. I fucking love it. I do too. Stodgy British accents and Star Wars go together like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for the show. I, I like you, you said, I, I hope we, this isn't the last we've seen of Marva played by Fiona Shaw or Bix or Bix. I, I think we'll see Bix. Need more Bix. Um, Fiona Shaw, if you didn't know was Petunia Dursley and Harry Potter for all your Potterheads. That is, that is where I know her from. Mm-hmm. She's turned a corner. Dude, she's act. All of these actors are acting their ass off. This may be the best written and the best acted Star Wars ever. Yes. Cause let's be honest, world building immaculate in Star Wars for oh, the yeah. most part. Acting and writing, especially dialogue, usually, usually subpar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this opposite, this is amazing on all fronts. Big, big fan of Andor. Want to keep talking about it. Love it so much. Anything else we want to say about Andor? Um, the only other thing is I'm excited to see Mon Mothma when she pops up, played by Genevieve O'Reilly. Yes. She was, she filmed. One of the coolest names in Star Wars. Same actress. Dare I say. The same actress has played Mon Mothma. She was Mon Mothma in Rogue One. She was also Mon Mothma in Revenge of the Sith, but all of her scenes in Revenge of the Sith were cut. So she's not actually in that movie, but you can watch all of her deleted scenes. And Steve loves deleted scenes. I love a deleted scene. Show me them all. We actually have our own deleted scene on the Mystery Man episode, if you hadn't seen that. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. And we should also say that this show takes place in five BBY, which is before the Battle of Yavin. And the Battle of Yavin is the destruction of the Death Star and A New Hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of in Star Wars canon. BBY is there's like a BBY or ABY and BBY, which is kind of like the AC BC version of our modern times. That's 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 like the focal point of like how, you know, where things are in chronological order. And the AC is also House of the Dragon. Yes, yes. Aegon's Conquest. I did freak out though, because for a time, Disney was trying to change that, that timeline. Cause uh, BBY has always been the standard for canonical timelines. But I think around Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker, Disney was trying to make it, I can't even remember the acronym, but it was basically the when they blew up Starkiller Base in Force You're literally Lincoln. taking the same kind of event, like the the event that's just a ripoff of the original event and trying yeah. to make that the new focal point. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you're just confusing everyone it. who's had the same canonical timeline for 30 years. Yeah. Everybody that's buying your merch is pissed. Yeah. So when I saw the BBY pop, I'm like, yes, yes. Do not change so that. It was like that's their dumb. title card apology. Like this is the, the spirit of the show is such that we respect you. That's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I mean, 10 out of 10, I'm so, so excited for the rest of it. I think this is the best star Wars thing that they've done, uh, in quite a few years. And so, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Mandalorian. Oh yeah. I love Mandalorian too, but um, Mandalorian's great in like a Saturday morning cartoons kind of way. But I thought Boba Fett, bad batch, um, and Kenobi, honestly, were all, pretty, pretty big failures. And so I'm um, so far I'm loving this. Mm-hmm. Lo- I'm loving it. 
<laughs> but hey guys, if you want to hear more like actual deep dive breakdown and in, breakdowns into Andor, let us know right in. Uh, we, cause we, if we're going to continue with this, we need to know there's actually interest yeah, in it. We're, we're pretty fucking busy uh, <laughs> with yes. the Patreon episodes and the hangouts for the discord, all that stuff. And I still don't talk in the discord or, or answer emails as much as I'd like to house of the dragon rings of power. We're going to be covering something after rings of power. Um, so we're open to ideas, by the way, I have a weird idea for that. I don't know when it's going to come out cause HBO hasn't said yet, but I, this bonkers looking show that stars the weekend and, uh, Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter called the idol. Uh, it's, it's got a really crazy trailer. Uh, and okay. only reason I would like to watch that is cause like Steve and Andy don't watch stuff like that. Like they've never watched euphoria. They don't watch succession. And I just think it's going to seen succession. Have you? Yeah, when I did watched, you start watching Succession? I watched like four episodes for you last summer. That's right. But you didn't continue? No. That doesn't count. That's <laughs> hey, about I as see, much Clone Wars as I've watched. I know? liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I'm just a busy boy. You I don't get to boy. watch anything anymore. How many seasons of Castle have you watched this month? This month? Yeah. Four. <laughs> I'm a busy boy. But that's literally playing in the background while it. I'm working. So like I don't it's have a to different, focus on it. It's yeah. a different mental commitment. Like yeah. it's why I've been watching Banshee and last kingdom instead of movies. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, nah, you don't have to pay Ooh, attention to it. They got guns. Uh, <laughs> Boom booms. But yeah, I, I just thought that was a crazy idea that you probably weren't even aware of and you weren't, but not. yeah. So let us know if you'd like the Andor stuff, because you know, we'd have to really try hard to commit the time to it, but whatever you guys want, we'll do That's We're all about you. Cause otherwise we're just talking to each other and we could just do that. Anytime I call Steve and be like, Hey, watch the idol. It's weird. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the toilet, man. What's up? Yeah. What's up, man? Why'd you answer in FaceTime? I don't know. I just wanted to show you what I made. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, with it's all the time we have on Andor, my name is Chris and I'm Steve. And this was streaming things. Happy streaming. <laughs>
Another P, man. Thank you so much. The up now we go into the upgrades. That's the road less traveled, man. These are the people that gave us money before, and we thought, hey, what about more money for these guys? Because mm, they're just so giving and full of mirth, 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 all of it. Uh, these people upgraded to the try before you deny tier. Try before you deny, man. Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Casey McCain, John Collins, Kalisha Reeves, Kate, Kiki, and Will Nash. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. And then these people upgraded to the Marty B VIP section. Thank you, A. Wells, Adam Horn, Adam Raymond, Arcade Shenanigans, Barb, Caleb Jeter, Carmelita Valdez-McCoy. I love saying your name <laughs> fully, Carmelita, because it's so cool. Uh, Chloe Richardson, Cindy Miller-Ray, Elizabeth Hull. Elizabeth Hubbard, Enza, Jimmy Gad, John Madden, like the John Madden. Isn't he dead? Uh, yes. Well, they we thought, dead. but we he's thought. on the cover of Madden 23. And now he's here to write X's and circles over footage <laughs> of football players. Thank you. Jadinglage. Thank you. Morgoose. Thank you. Katie Blair. Kayla. Kayla Higgins. It's me. It's me. The French arc. Thank you. Lisa L. Marcus Mills. Michelle Moore. Nick Nolte. Nicole Cassis. Paula Garcia. Sean Callahan. Stephanie Pagalis. Suzanne Road and Sydney Day. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. And good night.